The epistle is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 16, to be found on page 1110 in the Church Bibles. As a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as, as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men, to his people. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is to say, Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we listen to your word, feed us afresh today. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope I'll go through this. I must say I'm quite emotional this morning. <laughs> so uh, Tom said that it should be working. So there we go. I think it's right to uh, start with those two words. No, it's not, not affirmation of faith. Yes, we do believe. And I still is the PowerPoint there. There we go. Thank you. 
There will be more thank you a little bit later in, in the service. Um, but thank you very much for that very special party uh, yesterday. Uh, as always, the food was great. Uh, the entertainment was wonderful. Uh, Vashti reminded me, saying, uh, do you remember that actually at our wedding evening we had a barn dancing? So <laughs> that was really, really special. So thank you very much, uh, Jeannie and Dave. I didn't, you saw you, I'm so bad with those things, really. I must confess, I arrived in the room and then it took about you know, 20 minutes, then we sat on the table and then I saw the napkins with the color of uh, the Belgian flag. I said, oh, this is nice, they've, they've put the color. And in fact, she said, you haven't looked around, really? <laughs> You've been 20 minutes, I hadn't seen the balloon. <laughs> so thank you very much for all those really, uh, really small details that, that make such a difference. Um, and thank you very much for all those who prepared the food, who organized that party. And that was really a great privilege. And it's a privilege for us to, to be here. Um, a last time, last time in the sense of, you know, kind of the curacy ministry. Um, I hope that sometimes in the future, um, I'm sure we will be visiting the church. Uh, coming back, uh, I, I got prepared, I got this cycling kit yesterday. So uh, one, one of my challenges will be to do Taunton Whitstable on the bike. So <laughs> I know you've done it in the past to raise money for this building. So it is, it is um, possible. Um, today it's a great passage if you want to open again to uh, page 1110. Um, we are in this series on Ephesians. Uh, and I believe that um, last week you've looked at uh, the prayer of Paul. Uh, at the end of the chapter 3. Um, and of course, Paul now is moving to a new section um, in this letter, which is more the practical side of the Christian living. But the practical side of Christian living is always based on, 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 on something solid, and that's what he's been writing for the last three chapters. So it's helpful to um, just remind ourselves uh, what are those uh, kind of solid roots um, that we need to remember, you know, um, to build on for practical uh, living. And the first one, there we go, it's not this one, this is my house, yes, I forgot about that. No, you can go to back to the house, I'm just, this is such a, a blessing. So this is actually our house on straights, if you can straight, and on the left, um, the, the windows, you know, you have, we have two floors, on the right, yeah, the other left, on the right. Uh, the brown building there, um, and, uh, and it's huge. So we have two floors, and it's both windows, kind of. We have a, uh, the door there in the middle. We have three bathrooms. Can you imagine three bathrooms? Three floors. Yeah, but ground floor I don't count, so two floors. Three floors, yeah, with the ground floor. And three bathrooms. Is that correct? Three bathrooms. And I don't know how many toilets, you know, I didn't have to stop counting. So, yeah, God is really good. And it's situated just at the back. You can't see there is a big meadow with a river. So Buddy the dog is just in heaven, you know. He's met a lot of friends already. Um, so we've been really, really blessed uh, with, with that. Still lots of boxes, so we can, you can pray for that. Uh, we're also grateful for Chiara and uh, Raphael, who are in school, so they've been able to be in school. Um, Nadia is still uh, waiting. She, uh, there was no space, so you can continue to pray for that. So can we move on then to that um, 
So Paul in chapter 1 um, starts with uh, this amazing sentence that we have been blessed. And, and, and in the text he says we have already been blessed. It's not something that still needs to happen. You, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ. And, um, and then he develops in, in that uh, chapter 1 all the blessings that we've received in Christ. Uh, the adoption, the fact that we've been made one family. Um, the forgiveness, the, the Holy Spirit that he gives us. Um, the, the, he equips us uh, to do the service and the task that's ahead. Um, and that's in the Greek, it's just one sentence. And, um, and thinking of all those blessings, uh, he says, you know, you shouldn't worry. They're secure. You know, if you, if you think of the most secure place in, in our world, it will be something like a vault. You know, and I like to see films where they try to break in the vault and, you know, it takes a whole film to actually break in. So even on earth, you can't break into a vault. But there it's placed in the heavenlies. No one can steal from God. So all those blessings are there, secure. And of course, thinking of that, remembering that, it leads Paul to the first of the two prayers in chapter 1, um, where he starts then praying. And I think it's a nice movement for us and our Christian living. We need to remember. We need to remember what God has done or what we have um, in God. And I need to remember the blessings that I've received in the last four years here. I need to remember how you've changed my life, how your friendship and your support, how your welcome um, has changed me. And often you go into ministry and you think, you know, you're there to, to, you know, to give. But actually, uh, when it works, and here it has worked, it's actually you receive so much more in return. So thank you uh, for just who you've been in those four years, for um, uh, opening your arms and uh, of welcome. I was saying last night that uh, when I went for the interview, um, Steve looked at me and, uh, and at Vashtian, I think we had some, some kind of meal before. And after the, the meal, we went into the office and he said, you know, you're all right. You know, I don't need to ask you any question. You can come as our curate. Uh, me being me, I said, mm, can I ask you a few questions? And I drilled him with an hour of questions just to make sure. But I said yesterday, that's the kind of church you've been. You just welcome people just as they are. And you did that to me. So um, thank you. And let's continue to then remember what God uh, uh, doing, does in our lives. And that could be just remembering at the end of the day. What did God do this day? What did God do this week? What are the blessings that I can remember? And I'm sure when we start doing that, it leads us into prayers and praise. And that's what, at the end of chapter 3, uh, Paul does. He ends chapter 3 with this uh, amazing praise to God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than what we can ask or imagine, to him be the glory. That's what it leads. So those prayers, just to um, remind you a little bit, um, if I count myself, there we go. You have them here. The really desire for Paul is that people will experience the fullness of God. Because that's the future hope. That's when we will see Jesus. The fullness of God we will start experiencing. But we can experience it already now. And he brings us into a family, a church family, uh, with its highs and its lows. 
to get to know God, because that's how we get to know God. And that's why he prays the first prayer in that first chapter, is that, that you will have wisdom and understanding to know God. Now, it's not something like theoretical that God gives you the wisdom and understanding. Actually, I think it's as you interact with life that you get the wisdom to understand where God is in it and that you get the understand of what God is doing. That's, that's a different model than, oh, I need wisdom and understanding. No, I need to, through my life, through the days, through the experience of church, to see what God is doing, what God is revealing uh, to me today. And I'm sure um, in our vacancy, he has revealed his grace and his faithfulness, that he does listen to our prayers, and that he can do immeasurably more than we can think or imagine. After two rounds of not finding a candidate, we felt a little bit uh, deflated, but God had something great. And now in three months, Paulette uh, Stubbings will be your new vicar. And it's great. And that's what we have learned from God. So that God will give us understanding and insight. It's not head knowledge. It's that practical way of experiencing God. Um, today I had a little bit of honey. And, um, and if you just look at the bottle, you can read honey and you can think of what honey is. But it's very different to put your honey on your toast and to taste the honey. And I think that's what experiencing God is all about. You can know a lot about God in your head, but experiencing him, tasting him, and that is through the highs and the lows, through the easy times and the more difficult. And then so Paul then continued to say, so that you will be filled with that hope, what's coming up, that you will remember that future hope. And then it has this great sentence. I hope you um, looked at it in greater detail. What is the greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? Now, if you look at the original, it has four words which are synonyms for power. Paul he could have at his disposal to speak of how great the power is, the power of God is. And one is it's effective. The one stresses more it's supernatural. It's really, really powerful, and it, it gave the words in English, dynamite, it's like dynamite, it's so powerful. The other one, it cannot fail, it cannot fail, and it reaches all. And that's what the blessing that God has given us. God's power is effective, God's power is supernatural, it will not fail, and it can reach us all. And so, one of the uh, thing maybe to leave to, uh, today is it's impossible to ask God too much. And actually, I uh, found myself again, maybe when I looked at the house, I said, oh, we don't deserve this. It's so beautiful. But it's impossible to ask God too much. His capacity for giving far exceeds his people's capacity for asking or even imagining. And that's why Paul says, now to him who is able to do far more than we can ask or imagine. To him be the glory in this church. And so he continues then to say the main uh, theme of today, this is why you should live a full life. This is why, because all the blessing, because God is powerful, live a full life in him. Live a life worthy 
of the calling you have received. And it speaks of four qualities of character that we need to grow into, um, and that's humility, gentleness, patience, and forbearance. And humility and gentleness or meekness goes together. And I've been reading a book. Uh, it's called I Am Malala. I don't know if uh, anyone has heard of uh, that name. She was a little girl at the time living in Afghanistan. Um, and um, there is a passage in that book where um, she, she had to go out to um, throw her rubbish in a dump. And as she did that, she saw some little children there. And she was surprised. She had never seen children. So she went back to ask her dad, saying, why there were children? And she, he said, well, they're collecting bits and, uh, there from the bin to resell them to support their family. Um, and then she did a prayer. And uh, in that prayer, she said, God, uh, would you help uh, those children? You know, do you see what, what they're going through? And then in that prayer, she said, well, of course God would have seen it. He knows everything. So maybe he wanted me to see it. And then she prays, God, give me the strength to make a difference. And that was the start of, um, she's been an advocate for uh, girls' education, uh, but she also wanted poor children to have education, and in their school they provided free education for, I think, about 100 uh, children. So a great story. But I think that's the humility and the meekness. Just be simple with God, and you will see things happening, and just say to God, can I be part of the solution, just as I am? And of course, we have this great passage in uh, Philippians when we learn about Jesus' uh, humility. Um, he didn't consider himself with his equality with God, but he came as a servant. I'm here to do your will. And then patience is that ability to have steadfast, uh, steadfast endurance, and we needed a, a little bit of that during our vacancy as we waited for uh, the next vicar. And forbearance is to bear with one another, with our weaknesses, our shortcomings. And I think uh, one of the first preaching I preached here was about, you know, we are all cracked pots, if you remember that, that picture of being a cracked pot. And that's actually, there were the light diffusers of the time. And that's how, through our crackedness, through our weaknesses, through our ability to forgive each other, to forbear, the world will see this is different. This is different. And of course, working then towards that unity of growth. So if we can get to the next one, make every effort to keep the unity and the more diverse you're going to be, the more you need to work hard at that diversity. And again, yesterday I said, this is the type of church you are. You welcome everyone. And you want to be an all-age church. And you've seen the young adult ministry grow. So continue to that and keep working. And in, 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 uh, in Greek, it's actually be zealous, zealous. Be zealous. Work very hard at being one. And why? Because we have one faith, one baptism, one Lord. We share a common spirit, a common hope. We have one God. And then he continues to say, yes, but we're also all different. We're all different. And so to each one of us, grace has been given. To each different one of us, grace. We're all different. Different backgrounds, 
different temperament, different gifts, abilities. But here in this passage, he says two things. First, that we all have received something. We all have a task. And secondly, it's grace. It's nothing to boast about. So whether you're a minister like me and standing here, or whether you serve God through, you know, faithfully on the rota and doing the coffee rota or the welcoming, it doesn't matter for God. It's your heart that's right, your service, your desire uh, to build up uh, one another. I'm not going to go through the gifts here that are um, explained, because if we look at other lists, there are other gifts. What I really think is we all are gifted. We are all gifted. And the desire is that we will be all, the last one, equipped. And that little word actually only appears here, and it has this wonderful desire that in the church, when you're part of a church, what God is doing is God brings creation into its intended shape and order. Something in church happens that the world can see of God's original plan, and that's the love that you share uh, with one another. And in the church, God restores us to spiritual health. And in the church, he brings us to that condition of fitness. We become fit or equipped to do more and more the task of God here in the church or in the community. And that's the church journey. And I wish you, and I wish you a good journey with your new minister. And I do believe that God is going to continue to pour out his blessing upon you all. And as it says, he will do immeasurably more than all that you can think or imagine. So continue to pray for the ministry of this church. Amen.